0: Hi everyone. And welcome to another episode of credit union, coffee and conversation. I'm Patty Corkery. Thank you so much for pressing play. Really happy to bring you this episode. I had a great conversation with the new president and CEO of Vibe credit union, Chaz Resnicki. So happy to have him on. Um, You'll soon learn that he is a native Michigander. He left us for a bit to lead a credit union in Delaware and then came back. And he is running things over at Vibe Credit Union, which is based in Novi. Um, Vibe has 15 branches and they have close to 1.2 billion in assets. And they serve around 75,000 employees. I'm sorry, 75,000 members, and they have about 250 employees. So uh, it was great to talk to Chaz, get to know him, get to know the story behind his name, Chaz, and hear all of the great things that he brings to our amazing Michigan Credit Union community. So please enjoy my conversation with Chaz. Hey, Chaz, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Patty. I am looking forward to it.
0: Yay. Well, first tell me about your name. I have never met a Chaz. Is it short for anything or is there any history there?
1: It re- Well, a little bit of history, so it's <laughs> okay. not short for anything, but my okay. grandpa was nicknamed, his name was Charles, nickname was Chaz, but C-H-A-S, my mom loved the name, didn't love nicknames at all, um, so she was reading, I guess, a romance novel at the time, and Chaz was the star in it, and Chaz gave <laughs> my name. So. so
0: you're named kind of after your grandfather and kind of after a Harlequin romance yes. male character. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's a big name. No, I love it. I think it's so cool. And I was thinking about that as I was thinking about our discussion today. And I'm like, I'm going to ask him first about his name. So that's very cool. Well, Chaz, welcome back to Michigan. We're super thrilled to have you. Um, We'll kind of explore that, um, how you were here and then gone and now back. Um, But as you may know, when we are kicking off the start to our podcast, we always love to ask our guests to just tell us their story. So, you know, we have a lot of young professionals that listen, a lot of people that like to get to know our credit union CEOs. So whatever you want to tell us, I would love for you just to take a little bit of time right off the bat and tell us your story, Chaz.
1: Sounds great. So born and raised in Michigan, really spent most of my life here, grew up in Macomb County, uh, graduated from Utica High School in 2001, and then 2014 moved away and went to uh, Dover, Delaware. Um, and lived really in Dover, Delaware, till, uh, till just this year when I moved back to um, take the position at Vibe. So I'm married to Crystal, have two incredible little princesses who are nine and ten. Um, one just had a birthday last Friday, actually. Um, so, so all that going on. And then from a career standpoint, really started my uh, credit union career as a 16-year-old co-op student working for Research Federal in, uh, in Warren at the time. They've now, uh, and then they merged shortly after I left there, uh, but was a co-op student there for two years and, uh, and then moved into an assistant branch manager position. Wasn't in that for really that long and then took off and went to a part of Federal Credit Union, which was in Auburn Hills and, uh, and spent 12 years there. And then uh, in 2014, like I said, moved to Dover, Delaware where I went to work for Dover Federal Credit Union. I was there for about, I don't know, 18 months or so um, when I was promoted to the CEO position and then uh, have been sitting in that position since 2016.
0: So, yeah, nice, nice. And then you came back to Michigan this year. What month, remind me?
1: It, well, I started officially at Vibe uh, September 1st. So we came back in, uh, in August.
0: Wow, so just back. Yeah.
1: Just back, just back and, uh, and love it. It feels like it feels like home in every aspect. So it's been a very good good transition.
0: How did you like Delaware? Just like the, the state? I mean, it's, you know, I've never really, I think I've crossed through it, but I've never really spent any time there. What was it like in Dover?
1: Very small. It was good. I mean, credit union I came from was an incredible organization with incredible people. Um, but, uh, you know, in Delaware was good. Delaware is really known for its beaches. It's not really thought about that. you know, everybody keeps on, um, they're very surprised when I say we had no snow. Um, there was very rarely snow. And if there was, then it was a state of emergency and you were wow. not going out on the roads. Um, but it was good. It was overall, uh, it was a very good, the credit union side was a little different. There's only 18 credit unions. Um, yeah. we, were, uh, we were about $625 million in assets. And uh, we were one of the lar- second largest credit union in the state. And, um, and they were by pretty, pretty large amounts. So the, the, the atmosphere for credit union world was, was much different there, but uh, very good. Very good.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, I think I shared this with you, but um, I was at a league president meeting and I was talking to Ron, uh, who was league president over Delaware, and he came right over to me and he's like, oh, you guys are getting Chaz. He's so great to get him back into Michigan. And he he told me how active you were um, in just the credit union industry out there. So even though, you know, I'm sure that the connections you made and stuff, it's always kind of sad to say goodbye to those good people. But, you um, know, you know it was great to hear that about you and just already so far I, I see what he was talking about you know I know when you and I met um you had learned about our CU for all event that we were putting on and then you just came and brought your whole executive team to support that event and to um, be a part of that topic and I just thought that was awesome
1: yeah I like to be involved and I like uh, I like the team to come with me so yeah. Uh, We're, we're looking forward to significantly engaging more. So,
0: yeah. So how would you describe your leadership style?
1: You know, I would say that I am, you know, really, really just a very straight, straightforward, transparent person. Um, I'm a person who really believes in in other people. So I would say that I surround myself with people that are better than I am, and I listen to them. Um, like to take a little bit more of a progressive approach. Um, so, so I think that's where I'm leading vibe, um, but also um, kind of pushing the team to take a little bit more progressive approach as, as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I imagine if you look at the issues that were impacting credit unions, you know, when you were running Dover and kind of the issues that are impacting Vibe in our industry here in Michigan, is there a lot of overlap? Is it pretty much the same, you know, or is there anything nuanced or that's a little unique here in Michigan?
1: No, I would say it's pretty close to the same. I think just, you know, honestly, I see more collaboration here on an industry side. Um well, I don't know if it's the Michigan Credit Union League that was that link that brings it together um, or what, but there, you know, I've only been here a couple of months and I've talked to just probably more credit unions in the last couple of months that I've been here than I talked to in Delaware. Um, it's I think it's just a very close industry here.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear that perspective. Cause I think it is too, but I really, I've always been in Michigan, so I don't really have that outside perspective, but you know, I know people see Patty are always out and about and all these social things with our credit unions, but that's what they like, you know, I think they love to engage. And I did hear from some credit union leaders that they, one of the positives that came out of COVID is they felt at least, you know, here in Michigan, that the collaboration kind of came back, you know, it might've you know, it seemed to fade a bit, but then with COVID and everyone connecting to get through uh, the craziness with the pandemic, it seemed like, and and that collaboration kind of came back. And we've been working to try and keep that momentum going. But um, I agree. I think I see a lot of CEOs or executives or even just, you know, our young professionals, a lot of networking and engaging happening. So it's it's really cool to see that. And I'm I'm glad that's been your experience. So
1: yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, and just good conversations. I think we learn best when we learn from each other. You yeah. know, you can, I mean, you can read things, you can, you know, you can sit on a webinar, you can do those things, but I think it's those one-on-one conversations around the table, and you know, in, in those breaks during see you for all and things like that, yeah. that, that I gain gain the most about.
0: Yeah, for sure. So when way back when, when you were a sixteen-year-old co-op student, was it in your mind to run a credit union someday? was it like a goal of yours?
1: No, definitely not. (laughs) Uh, Not in the beginning. um, My aunt was uh, an attorney and I really fully thought I would follow her into her law firm and um, do that. And then really just joined the credit union movement. And um, I was always a person that wanted kind of had that goal in life even at that point to leave any individual I touched in a better position than when I first touched them. And I felt like the credit union movement just fit really solidly with that. I mean, how can you go wrong with working for, I mean, working for an industry that's all about people helping people. We put people before profit. We put people before everything. Like that's just, um, a, a pretty cool thing. So that really aligned with my personal values. And I don't know if it was, you know, shortly after that, maybe a couple of years after starting there that I kind of went like, you know, I really think I want to stay in this industry forever. And then, you know, shortly after that I had the, the goal of becoming the CEO. So
0: That's very cool. I, um, well, yeah, because if you think about it, I mean, getting into that spirit of you know really wanting to make a difference in people's lives i think that's that's key and and you know as a lawyer you would just be meeting people thinking of ways you could bill them <laughs> So it's definitely, um, I'm joking. I can say that because in my past life, I was a practicing lawyer. So anyway, I think you chose wisely. Seems like you're having a lot of success with it. So um, that's very cool. Um, So I'm sure coming in and starting it, moving your family, starting a new gig, you've probably been pretty consumed with work, but how's the, you know your, your daughters, how, how's the resettling into Michigan going? And, you know, what are you trying to do to find time to relax and hang out with your girls? What do you, what do you do for fun?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I am pretty good with when it's time to go home and be with my family, it's time to go home and be with my family. So I think, yeah. my team, um, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, adjusting to me, I've adjusted to to them. Um, I am not a clock watcher um, for myself or anyone else. So I think when I came in and I said, I'm probably coming in or six or 6.30 in the morning, every morning. And by 3.30 or four, I'm going home and I'm having dinner with my kids every night. Um, They were kind of surprised. And, you know, now we're almost three months into it. And that's still my my schedule. Um, So I think, you know, that has been good for our family because it allows, you know, th- that, that, that kind of time, um, you know, on everything else, it's been a great transition. They've settled into school, they've settled into the neighborhood. Um, and it's been, I mean, really just, it's been just really great.
0: Now, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, cause those could be interesting ages for sure. So I know one of the things I've talked to CEOs that are starting out in a new place, um, is navigating if you're coming into an environment and I don't know what vibe situation was but if you're coming into an environment not really knowing the team and they're working pretty much remotely or a lot of a lot of remotely it's kind of hard to get to know them so what's the environment like it or if you kind of want to try and bring them back to the office you might be met with some resistance there what was the environment like a vibe were they working remotely or in the office or what's happening?
1: yeah I mean, the credit union overall when I got there, was kind of under the I don't know, you know I'll say rule for lack of better words of fifty percent of the time you had. okay. To- um, I have to admit, and I'll say the executive team was already working more than that. Yeah. Um, I think not because they couldn't, just because they like coming to the office, yeah. um, which is okay. So we're kind of all under that uh, thing. I really haven't started working from home yet, um, but probably will the beginning of the year. And everybody on the executive team is really doing one day a week. Um at home or a remote yeah. and something like that. And then we're all working from a branch one day a week now, too. So that that is something that I implemented when I got here, um, is working from a branch one day a week. You just like your remote and working from home, go work from a branch, go ask our team members what they need.
0: Yeah. Is that so flesh that out a bit for me as far as your your thought about working from a branch and what that brings to to them and to your team.
1: You know, I, I think we need to make sure that everybody knows that there is no ivory tower in the organization. Um, and, you know, I think when they, we just go out and have conversations, ask people are they, how they are, learn their story um, and ask them what we can do for our members. You know, what processes are broke? What products do they need to see? They'll tell you. Um and again, I think it's just good that we get out so they humanize executives because sometimes I think oftentimes executives come, they go sit in their nice office and that's where they stay all day. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just don't think that that approach works anymore.
0: Yeah. Have the branches, how have they received that? Did they like it? Really
1: good. I mean, I've got some really good comments. Some of the executive team have shared some of the comments that they've got. And I think really, um, really good. I did the same thing when I was at Dover and it went, you know, it went really well. And I think it just allows you to kind of step up your communication overall.
0: Yeah. And I think that especially with, you know, a lot of the branch employees, you know, they have no remote work option, right? They're serving the members, they're there in person. I think, you know, I think things have gotten a little bit better, but a lot of times there was some resentment, right? They're the ones in the office, everybody else is working from home. And, you know, there was that clash and, and I hear, I could see how it would be helpful for them to see folks come in and out. So I think that's a great approach.
1: Yep. You know, and I got I to imagine other organizations are, are like us. I mean, we're coming out of COVID. Um, you know, we've got new employees in the branches, things like that. And I mean, it came apparent to me, like, not everybody knew who the executives were. You know, what do they do? What Like, well, that's not a good place. That's not a good place to be.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. So what's your thought on branches? You know, um, I know Vibe has, you guys have like 15 15. or so branchings. Yeah. Yeah. How do you see that evolving? Do you see that number going up, going down? What are your thoughts on on the traditional branch structure?
1: That's a really hard loaded question at this point. (laughs) Um, you know, I think we're really trying to get our arms around that right now. We just contacted yeah. kind of to do a branch study. Um, I would put that in the I don't know category yeah. at this point. I think at this point in the game, branches are still really important, um, yeah. and they're really a big part of the equation. I see them continuing to evolve, maybe get smaller, um, include more technology. I could also see them evolving a bit to include more of a community space, um, type type of thing to actually um, allow for some, I don't know, another credit union give back or something like that. I think at some point they will go away. I'm not sure that that's anytime real, real soon. Um, I do think when, we, when I'm looking at new branch sites, I'm looking at exit strategies at this point. Like, yeah. is there an exit strategy? Because at some point I do think they're going to go away. Um, but at this point, research shows that they're still really important.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you hear we get invited to branch openings and credit unions continuing to look for new branch opportunities or when banks shut down and have to leave, you know, decide to leave, you know, credit unions are coming in and continuing to serve those communities. So, you know, it's been interesting, especially when you hear the data and the shift in a lot of members from in-person to online with the pandemic and how many people remained online. But yet at the same time, you know, we still see branches opening and growing. So um, it's an interesting, interesting area. And it must be one of the, like you said, I don't know if challenge is the right word, but to find the right mix, right?
1: Yep. Yep. For sure. We, I mean, I would imagine for Hive, we will definitely see some new branches over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think? You know, you guys are over a million. You know, what do you think some of the challenges are that credit unions are facing in this environment?
1: You know, I mean, I think liquidity is the big one, and it's real. <laughs> and yeah. It's jumped up quickly, and there's, um, you know, there's not great responses to it. I mean, we're just not in a liquid position where we can start liquidating. I mean, le- loans. Or um, investments, I think rising interest rate compounded with rising expenses, compounded with the craziest talent market I think we've, um, maybe I've ever experienced. Um, you know, and on the flip side capacity, you know, we're credit unions. So if you talk about vibe, we've got about 250 people, which seems like a lot of people, but that's not a lot of people when you have a lot of stuff to do. Right. Um, a lot of the, you know, same small number of people that are involved in um, all kinds of stuff, you know, and I think, I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of credit unions out there still operating like it's 2000. I think some of them really haven't really stepped up their game. I'm not sure if they're going to be here forever. Um, But I think it's time to take a progressive approach.
0: Yeah. So what do you mean by progress? Well, how would you describe a progressive approach? What, What does that look like?
1: You know, I mean, I think you've got to get out there with products, and you know, I mean, so when I say progressive, I, I mean I member-friendly. Um, you know, for pro, pro progressive product suite, um, you know, whether it be checking accounts that really have, um, I don't know, are attractive features. Yeah. That go with them, technology that really makes their life easier, loan processes that are you know cumbersome and drag on forever. So I mean, I think Progressive is just, is just I don't know, future, futuristic, yeah. but yeah,
0: yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I, I agree. So, I mean, kind of coming up through the industry, how do you as a leader, you know, of 250 people, how do you develop or continue to develop your leadership skills? Like, do you go to conferences to kind of hone those or read books or how do you continue to improve or be better as a leader?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say all of those above. I definitely yeah. try to get out um, for me, I think. Talking to people is one of those biggest, you know, one of my biggest areas of growth. Um, Having conversations with fellow CEOs, fellow executives, um, other board members, um, all of those things. And then, I mean, I do think conferences are are great as well. Uh, Some reading, you know, I spend a lot of time reading the industry publications. Yeah. Probably more than I actually do reading books and stuff stuff like that. Um, But lots of the industry publications, webinars, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, what are some of your what are your go to industry publications that you look at?
1: You know, I used to read the CCUA one every day. Um, Other than that, um, Credit Union Times is probably a good one. American Banker, kind of just those, those all those good standard ones.
0: Yeah, and you can add uh, Michigan League Minute to that because that's twice a (laughs) month. Awesome. Well, good. Um, so what do you like to do? I know you said you get home for dinner, which I think is awesome. It's, I'm sure, you know, some days that can be pretty hard to do, but I think that's amazing. I'm more of a morning person. I'd rather get in early and leave early too. Um, what do you like to do? Like, what are some of your hobbies? What What do you like to do in your downtime?
1: Well, you know, lots of family stuff. So yeah. I mean, we always are, are, are doing something prior to coming back to Michigan. We did a lot of boating and camping, but we really okay. wanted the travel light coming back. So we sold the boat and the camper. Um, so, so we'll see what Michigan summers look like next year. But, you know, we might get back into the camping game. Um, we have a pool at the, uh, the house here. So I have vision uh, nice. we'll spend a lot of time around the pool. Uh, we like nature. So going up north, that, that type of stuff. We have a side-by-side. So uh, so it has been fun since coming back, kind of going to northern Michigan, hitting the trails and doing that stuff. So that's, uh, that's probably what we'll do more of.
0: Okay. So you'll have to explain. What is a side-by-side?
1: <laughs> ATV. Um, oh okay yeah so it's a four person so uh, oh yes okay a,
0: so kind of like a golf cart but like really hyped up
1: yeah really okay. hyped. Up. <laughs> but, yeah so where you can go on the um you know the crazy trails in Northern yeah. and or they you know, you bring four wheelers and all of that so
0: oh, yeah oh so
1: that and uh yeah i actually just got a plow put on it so i'm gonna i'm oh. going forward to snow i wow. know nobody else is but i'm gonna be
0: oh God. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, well I hope you get some but some years it's been pretty light around here as I'm sure you've kept in touch yeah. with your family here but you never know um yeah. all right so just a couple more before we wind down um I know you know I mentioned that you brought the team to the Cu for all event you know obviously talking through some of those Dei inclusive issues so you felt that that was important to attend it and to engage your team so what are your thoughts in that space how can credit unions be better better? Um, You know, can you kind of explain your thoughts in that area and what what you're going to kind of focus on it vibe.
1: Sure. So, I I mean, it's an area that I think our industry should lead in. If if our industry can't solve some of the non-equitable situations we see in finance, then I don't think anybody can. Um, So, I think DEI is a great thing for our internal team members, for our members, and for the communities, really, that we serve as well. But that being said, I don't always see enough credit unions out there really getting involved like I think they should. and collectively, I think we have significant strength to really, I mean, like I said, um, fix some of the problems that we, we have. So I came from a credit union that would, that it really led in this space. We started our DEI journey um, before most people knew what DEI stood for. Yeah. Uh, at VIBE, I would say that we are in the infancy stages, but actively working on it. So we did get uh, agreement from our board at our strategic planning session last month to included as part of our strategic plan. So now we are working on building out kind of a multi-year strategy. GEI is something that becomes part of your DNA. It's not just a, a come and check off the box and do these few things. So um, so we are starting with kind of building out that strategy so we can figure out what exactly it means to us.
0: Yeah. Nice. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I was happy, you know, for the first time having this event in person, we did some virtual, um, DEI events, um, over the last couple of years, but, you know, having almost a hundred people at the first one, I thought, you know, was, I was, I was happy about that, but I, I agree. I think more engagement and, you know, we continue to look for ways that we can support credit unions in that space. So, um, it's great. I love that. Um, all right. So let's um, wrap up with five questions that I ask everybody. You talked a little bit about some of this, but let's cover these. So what is on your nightstand at home, Chaz?
1: Nothing fun. A fan and alarm control.
0: You have a fan like in your face on your nightstand?
1: I do. I'm hot. <laughs> a hot creature and there's a fan on my desk and like I am always oh. hot. Too.
0: All right. So do you wear like shorts in the winter type thing?
1: I wear, yes, and flip-flop. No. Wow, nice. I'm
0: always, yep. Nice. So you have an alarm clock?
1: What, no, an alarm control. Oh. So you're the actual alarm on the house. Oh, I
0: see. Okay, all right. It's always interesting because I know some people are like me and they still have an old school alarm clock. I don't uh, use it for an alarm, but it's it prevents me from looking at my phone all the time. <laughs> all right. So what is something that people get wrong about you, Chaz?
1: That I'm comfortable speaking in public or that I'm, uh-huh. an, or that I'm an extrovert.
0: Oh, uh, you're an introvert, huh? Uh,
1: you know, the last, the last, whatever test that I took said that I was a high functioning introvert <laughs> well in work situations of which I do fine, but I would guess I would probably be more of an introverted person.
0: So is it stepping out of your comfort zone to come on the podcast? Yes. Ah, well, good, good for pushing yourself to do it. I appreciate it. Um, You know, I think I've met a lot of CEOs that are the exact same as you. And I think that they also, you know, everyone thinks that you're an extrovert just because you oversee a lot of people or have a big job or whatever, but that's not always the case. So um, I've talked to some CEOs that they're like, I go to an event for a few days and then I just want to go home and be completely alone to decompress.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. 100% sums me up perfectly. I can be there. I can communicate while I'm there. I can hang with the best of them. And then I need to go home and I need to recuperate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, even non introverts need to recuperate after a lot of our events, you know, they're kind of a marathon. (laughs) Um, okay. So if you could have coffee with anyone, who would it be and why?
1: This is a boring answer, but my wife or my kids, because I love spending any minute I can with them.
0: Well, I don't think they would think that's a boring answer. That's very nice. So very good. Okay. So tell us a bucket list travel destination for you.
1: You know, someday I think it would be awesome to charter, you know, I'll say, yacht because I don't know if that's what else term, but I don't know if it's the actual yacht size, but some sort of big boat that I could stay on and just cruise in cool water and I don't know, something like that.
0: So you would want it to be somewhere cool, not warm.
1: No warmer, no. Oh, I mean, some some cool place. A cool know, place where yeah. you can jump into you know water that you can see a hundred foot down and that type yeah. of thing. Um I, I think something like that would be cool.
0: Yeah. So do you like to go in the water, like swim and all yep. that type of stuff? Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: So you don't care where, just somewhere on a boat.
1: Yeah, no, I think that would just be cool. You know, I'm going to charter a boat and just my family, you know, some friends. and.
0: Yeah, that does sound fun. All right. So what is one trader quality that you think every leader should strive for?
1: To be humble. Humble yourself before your team. Act like a real person. You know, don't be the smartest person in the room, the one that has all the answers, the one that has all the words. Give people, you know, the opportunity to shine, support them and just, you know, humble yourself before your team.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great. What an awesome spot for us to end, Chaz. I think that's uh, a great um, leadership tip for people to strive for. Um, Well, I appreciate you coming outside of your comfort zone and getting on our podcast. You did great. And I know people are going to love to get to know you better and uh, see you out and about at our events and, um, you know, spend some time and get to know you. And as a member of Vibe, I'm really excited to have you at the helm and looking forward to all those cool new products and services. Um, But thanks, Chaz, for being on the podcast. And I will see you very soon.
1: Thank you very much. And have a wonderful week.
0: Thanks, Chaz. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for listening. It was wonderful to get to know Chaz better. Um, I love his openness on how important it is for him to get back to his family at the end of the day and have dinner with his two girls and his wife. And I think that's just such a great thing to hear. Um, And I'm sure that's hard to do sometimes, right, is to make that time. And it's clearly a priority for him. Um, Great to have him back in Michigan. Um, He graduated in 2001 from uh, Utica High School um, and, you know, is from the Macomb area. So he is clearly happy to be back leading a great team at Vibe. I'm sure they're thrilled to have him. And again, you know, just in general, getting out there into the community, the importance and networking, even when you are an introvert, (laughs) he makes himself do that and is already getting out and about um, in our industry. Um, So it was really cool to hear his beginnings, you know, starting off at 16. I mean, how many people have I talked to that started in our industry before they were even 20 years old, which I think is so cool. And just getting in and realizing what amazing work we do and never wanting to leave. So very cool to hear from Chaz. Um, Love his um, overall, you know, leadership trait or quality that we should strive for and that's to be humble right to just to listen and hear from your team and not always have to appear as the smartest person in the room i think that's just such awesome advice um, and i really hope that he makes it to charter a yacht someday and float around the sea with his family uh, that sounds amazing so thank you so much for listening and make sure that you're following the podcast if you're not already so that way you get the new episodes as soon as they are available all right credit union family, take care. And I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.